where is this 1.3 or 1.5 million bales? You know, where are they and will they come through or will NAS much later than usual come through with a downward adjustment, uh, which would be pretty late late in the cycle, late in the season for it to happen. But as with everything, we'll have to see. So, Pat, those are my comments, and I'll hand it back to you. Okay, well, let's just open it up for any comments from our panel. Well, I guess if uh, if you only harvest, uh, what, 24% of your, 26% of your crop in Texas, you got to figure that those, you know, few remaining acres are going to yield pretty good, right? Hmm. Correct. I mean, a record, a record abandonment, unbelievable. Well, it's, as you say, record yields, so that's okay. It's uh, another testament to, to the to the seed industry here in the United States and the varieties that they put forth. I, I had too thought the estimate would be lowered somewhat, much less increased. Uh, and I base that on the what we could run on percentages of bales classed versus the, the estimates. And uh, as late in the season as these increases are coming, uh, that does puzzle me. If, if it was a big crop and uh, we knew that the gins, uh, the Texas gin, gin yards were full of, full of uh, modules or round bales or whatever, it would be easily believable. But... It's it's tough to buy, but uh, I've been burned before by second guessing, and I'm sure I will be again. So I'm just going to go ahead and accept their numbers for now. I was a little bit surprised to see it increase that much in the mid south because the mid south crop has has been through since uh, uh, November, and some of these increases I would have thought would have been picked up in the December report. But, um, here we go. It's okay. <laughs> you know, and I heard, I have heard of a few instances of individual gins starting late, maybe having to implement some repairs or something, and then they they finally open. But okay, an individual gin might account for thirty or fifty or seventy thousand bales. Maybe not this year, but you know. It'll account for some, but how are we going to account for one and a half million? That's that's the question. Again, this this late in the year, US, there's absolutely no reason for USDA not to be just almost spot on. So yeah. I, I have to go with it. I just it, it's been tough to buy into it, but I go with it. Well, I'll ask this question. Uh, we've asked it before. December cotton closed today at 80.08. What's it going to take to make people feel pretty good about planting cotton? 90.08. Yeah. To feel good, 90-something. Well, I'll take the flip side of that and... Uh I'll say 8008. 
I, I think we're going to plant cotton. I think the rotational pattern's absolutely demanded. I think growers have said that they're going to follow the rotation patterns. I talked to a grower yesterday that, uh, uh, of course, he's in the, he's in the Mid-South, and he was very pleased with his yields, but he's not going to reduce his cotton acreage at all. He's a, a very integrated grower, cotton, rice, beans, and corn. And, and he's not reducing cotton. He's sticking strictly with his rotation. And I've talked to, uh, oh, about a 50,000-acre block of growers that uh, they're sticking pretty close to their rotation. There's a little leakage of cotton acreage, but uh, about 10% or less. I, 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 again, it defies conventional wisdom, but I, I'm just going to stick with the 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 rotation patterns as opposed to the historically correct price ratios. Well, I mean, I think historically, how a farmer does uh, in in the year he just finished is is quite a bit how he feels the next year. And if Mid South and Delta farmers uh, had pretty good crops, and I can certainly understand why they would like the idea of doing that again. Uh, I don't know how other places feel. I don't know how West Texas feels. Maybe we can open up the lines and any farmer that's on, give us the feeling among farmers uh, about what, uh, how they look at this next year. Matter of fact, let's just go ahead and uh, and we will unlock these phones and give you a chance. If anybody wants to make a comment, we would like to hear from you. We'll go ahead and unmute this thing and we'll see if there are any comments from farmers. Any thoughts from any farmers on uh, on the crop this year or the outlook for planting cotton for this next year? Pat, this is Brad Heffington. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, Brad. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think Coway is right about you think about what you just had, and we just lost our rear on this crop, so. I don't know anybody that's talking about planting cotton here. They're all, uh, I mean, personally, I've booked my lawn corn seed, and if it turns wet, wetter, to where it can help us grow our grain crop, and where the prices are, we're going to have to get 98 cents so we can net 90. And uh, we still got to sell the crop that we couldn't get contracted this year, and it's not very good right now, so. It's a bit puzzling, the demands that off, but I guess that's just what it is. Everything's telling you don't plant cotton. So, and I'm a diehard cotton guy, so this is pretty, you know, I mean, we had Milo that we watered up behind our cotton that we ruined, that ruined it. We netted way more an acre than we did on the cotton that we had left. Of course, it was terrible. It wasn't very good. But Listening to the so much less expensive to, to grow. The it's just weird. We just, it all depends on what the prices no, are. That's a good point. Next before insurance prices said, that'll make a big determination. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Any, any other comments? Remember, we're unmuted. Oh, no, so if you're, if you're listening, listening in, we can hear, hear you talking. Uh, any other comment? We're doing it every month after the water. Oh, really? static there. Um, well, guys, I guess let's just go ahead and open it up to price outlook. Um, 
Gerald, I know you wanted to go first, so we'll start with you. What are you, what's your outlook for old crop and new crop? Well, you know, I, th- I think we're right here on the precipice for, for old crop, for current crop, you know. I mean, we're sitting right on trend line support. We're just, you know, we're in that zone of 80 to 82 cents that I think should provide some pretty good support. But, you know, where do we go? You know, top side, I don't know that we go very far. You know, 88 to 90 just continues to prove to be a, you know, a brick wall for, for cotton. So, um, you know, 80 to 90 cents for the foreseeable future anyway, you know, wide range is probably more like, you know, 80 to 88 cents really realistically. You know, new crop, it's going to be so weather dependent. And uh, if we, uh, you know, yeah, four. 4.2 million bales of carryover. That's that's not uh, that, that's not excessive. It's larger than last year, but it's not an excessive number. So you've got 4.2 million bales of carryover. You have somewhere around a you know let's call it a 16 million bale crop this next year. You know that 20 million bales is not excessive if, if this world kind of gets its act together and, and uh, we start consuming cotton again and coming back around. So, you know, maybe 78 cents on the low side for, for December. Um, and really until things pick up, probably the best we can hope for between now and say the middle of, of, of April might be, you know, 87 or 88 cents. Call me, Pat. Yeah, John. What are you? What are you? Sorry. Doing? Yeah. Um, I, I'm, um, agree with Gerald on the old crop situation. I don't really see why it would drop below the range that it's that it's in now, and I don't see a strong. I don't have a bullish argument for why it would go above the upper 80s, 87, 88. So 80, 88 sounds fine to me. I'm, I'm. I'm still of the opinion I'm expecting fewer planted acres, uh, enough to put us in a weather market kind of volatile situation into the spring. Um, maybe that'll get resolved by the June planted acreage report, but you know, until then is a long time. Uh, so I think there's a possibility for the market to get excited, for the specs to get excited, and push new crop over 90 um, on some just you know volatile you know reports of what's planted or not planted or anticipation or reaction to the planted acreage reports and then any kind of weather problem at all um, I think we could have some in-season volatility that would take us into the 90s maybe to the mid 90s that's that may be kind of a longer view of it uh, than Gerald was implying but that's how I see it all right Jim what are your thoughts well I uh to be unanimous on the old crop, I think that's probably the current crop. Uh, maybe it's uh, 87, 88 cents on the top line. Maybe it'll dip down to 70, high 70, but I just don't see any real reason for it. I think you're very excited. The new crop, uh, December, I think we're going to need some weather, and we've had a lot of volatile weather, so I think that gives us an opportunity to get prices to go up. But, I'm concerned with the demand prospect uh, worldwide. I'm afraid we're going to enter a bit of a recession this year, which is going to be a, a damper on consumer spending with uh, 
bit concerned that we're going to have a little trouble with the thing. So I'm thinking that if we can get this part done at 88, 90 cents on December, that's probably an opportunity to, uh, to get some stuff done, uh, some selling done, because I'm fearful that demand may not be there here if things turn out the way a lot of people want to vote. I'm having yeah. difficulty hearing. can certainly never discount the fact that it could run up to 87, 88, 89 cents, and I don't discount that. I think we're going to go back into the 70s and try that, and I think this this extra carryover says that. Granted, it's not excessive, but in a market that's this thin from the demand side, it doesn't take just a few bales too many to break the market, and I still remain of the opinion that's going to happen. I, a lot of that's based on my outlook, my personal outlook of economic factors. I think basically the interest rates continue to increase into June, July. I think inflation continues until June, July. And I, as indicated, I think that remains the primary factor affecting demand, not only the U.S. economy, but the world economy. So I think old crop is pretty much done for. I would want to be a bit aggressive on movements above 85 or let's say 86 cents in pricing old crop. I understand Brad uh, has difficulty selling uh, and pulling that trigger at a potential loss, but the cotton market's not going to give us a year-to-year profit, but about eight out of every 10 years. This may be one of those two years it doesn't. With respect to new crop, I don't see a whole lot of movement to the plus side, say above 83 cents, maybe 84 cents, until we likely get through planting. I would hope to see that price higher. And again, I would suggest that with a little bit higher U.S. carryover, because I think particularly it's going to be a quality carryover, and also a little bit higher world carryover. Yes, India's crop is a, is a million bales smaller. Uh, it is impressive that the market has not nosedived any more today than it has, suggesting that the, the, the merchants and the mills somewhat expected a report of this nature. But I've got to think that as we move after, move after the, uh, the planting season, we'll see new crop begin to come on a bit, prices and we'll begin to see that the demand increases. And as we look around, I think we get out to a a more bullish approach with respect to new crop, and I can see that the March, May, July 2024 contracts might have have that 90 cents that uh, some spoke of. I, I can see that possibility. I still like new crop. I just, unfortunately, I'm, I hope a thousand percent I'm incorrect. I don't have a lot of faith in old crop. Thank you. All right. Any closing comments from anyone? Pat, if I may, one more time, keep uh, keep talking. I, it's not that I like to hear myself talk. I, 
something that we've mentioned several times and something that someone mentioned at Beltwide, uh, then thinking about what Brad said, his insurance is going to be some 20, 21 cents a pound less than it was last year. Just round numbers, we had a dollar to a dollar and two cent insurance price last year. This year, it's going to be 80, 82 cents. So that's that's got to take some acreage out of West Texas. It, it just simply has to. Uh, I was down as low as 9.6 million acres planted for a good while. Uh, I think the rotational patterns didn't pull me up to about 10.2. I started seeing these 11 million, 11.5 million acres forecast come out. I would, I guess, you know, you pinch me real hard and make me tell the truth. I'm looking at about 10.2. 10.4 million acres planted. Thank you again. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. We want to thank uh, everybody for joining us. Thank you, BASF, for being our sponsor and making this possible. Uh, John Robinson, thank you for leading us and to our panel. Uh, and uh, that concludes this edition of the Ag Market Network.